stressed or graced god wants you to have financial grace and not financial stress pastor explains the reasons why people enter into financial tightness and confronts financial lies with god's truth in this message amen hallelujah amen let's open our bibles to second kings chapter 4 Second Kings chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 Now they cried a certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets unto Elijah saying Thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be born men and elisha said unto her what shall i do for thee tell me what hast thou in the house and she said thine handmaid has not anything in the house save a pot of oil amen tonight i want to title the message stressed or graced stressed or graced second kings chapter 4 Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha saying Thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord and the curtain is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen or slaves And Elisha said unto her What shall I do for thee Tell me what hast thou in thine house And she said Thine handmaiden has not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Tonight I want to speak to you again on financial grace because I can see a lot of people who are under severe financial stress. So God doesn't want you to be financially stressed. God wants you to be financially graced. You know, I've realized one thing that money does not respond to prayer but money responds to revelation if something from god's word illuminates inside of you there is a resource that god has for you that will be released into your life and into the scriptures when we look you will find certain times that lie is sometimes standing against the truth And there are a lot of financial lies that we have learned in Christianity knowingly or unknowingly Money is the root of evil somebody said that to us while we were kids but the bible doesn't say it. the bible says the love of money is the root of all evil not money different different lies that has come into our minds that keeps us prisoners from receiving all that God has got for us when i said sometimes lie can stand against truth what i meant is when you study the scriptures in matthew 4 or luke 4 you know satan is coming against jesus in the wilderness and the devil being the liar he's quoting scriptures 
but he's he's quoting what is written but that is not appropriate at that particular point and that was not led of the holy spirit so jesus confronts that lie with the truth so there are financial lies that by quoting scriptures that people have put into the minds that has to be confronted with god's truth things that have been said that is not appropriate that has kept people bound that is a lie that is not spirit led that is not pertaining to a particular situation in their life that they believed so jesus overrode those scriptures with scriptures so we are called to rightly divide the word of god and i honestly try i study scriptures i spend reading the word studying the word you know jesus spoke to the crowds sitting in the boat and they all heard a message but then jesus spoke one word to peter simon peter he was teaching but one word illuminated into the heart of peter launch out into the deep launch out into the deep that, that was not for the crowd that was for peter and when peter responded to that word from having empty nets to having net breaking catch came into his life within 2 hours so the word of god has got the power to bring you from having nothing to having an overflow if the word of god illuminates into you even tonight your financial situation can change if god's word begins to burst into your spirit that word began to change the direction of the fish in the sea all the fish came from everywhere into the nets of peter glory to god amen having from having empty nets to having nets that are breaking somebody's net worth is going to increase in the name of jesus now like second kings chapter 4 there was a woman she was in much distress because creditors were coming to take her children her husband was a very spiritual man he feared god he was an upcoming prophet so sometimes you can fear god and still be in debt sometimes you can be in ministry be one of those prophets or men of god who are serving and still be in debt that's not what god wants but isn't it amazing that this woman came to elijah she didn't come and cry to god the bible says she came and cried to the prophet because she recognized something that elijah was carrying there was a grace there was an anointing 
that she knew this man of God was carrying that could release her and her children from financial stress. Can you imagine? This man died and left his family in debt. It's not enough that you be anointed. It is not enough that you fear God. It is important that you recognize the grace that is available for your deliverance, financial deliverance in this in this scripture. I believe from reading that scripture, this prophet, young prophet, died young, and he must have died because of financial stress. You know, financial stress can take your life before it's time. It can cause you to be sick. It can threaten your marriage. It can make you very wicked. It can affect your faith. It can affect your prayer life. Can you imagine you sitting for prayer and all that you got to pray is, Lord, please provide for my children's fees. Please give me finances to come out of debt. Please, Lord, you know I need a vehicle. Please, Lord, we need to build a church building. All that you can think of is finances. There's a problem. Can you imagine that? Your entire faith is for finances. Your entire prayer, even songs that you sing. Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for. There's nothing wrong with that song. Beautiful song. I sing that. But everything is related to money. Can you imagine your neighbor who doesn't pray? Maybe. Who doesn't fear God? Who doesn't have even Christ in his life? Doesn't even pray for his children's school fees. Not to get a vehicle or buy a land. And here you are fasting 21 days. 40 days praying 3 hours for one need you are using God in the most lowest level you can't bring God lower than that God doesn't want you to be financially stressed can you open your mouth and say that? God doesn't want me doesn't to be financially stressed. God wants me to have financial grace. Amen. Glory to God. Your mind should not be always thinking about how do I pay the bills? How do I do that? How do I do this? How do I fulfill my dream? How do I fulfill what God has shown me? You got to graduate in your financial mentality are you with me praise the lord keep your hand upon your head and say i'm going to graduate 
in my mentality. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Matthew 6, Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They're not fasting and praying for the next meal. Doesn't your heavenly father takes care of them? How much more of value are you? The birds are not stressed. Two birds are not sitting and saying, what happened? I'm very down. What happened? No money. No food. You don't hear birds saying that. Yet God provides for them. How much more of value are you? How much more of value? See, financial stress can give you a heart attack. And I'm saying this because I've gone through all this. <laughs> there are people who are married four times for finances. God hates divorce. It takes a specific grace to lift you up financially. Elijah had a grace to lift her up and her family up to solve her problem. You know, there are people who come and say, Pastor, Please pray that the bank sanctions that loan. Can you imagine that? Praying for that? In the Dathri, in Doka, Nugangal Takarambogi, Yeshu in the Namati. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are of much more value than the birds of the air or the lilies in the valley. God loves you. You are his child. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. He doesn't want you to carry that burden. Let that weight, that stress, that pressure be lifted up from your heart in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, financial stress can affect relationships. You can argue with the closest of people around you about money. Can you imagine that? You can have difficulty sleeping. You can get angry very fast when you're stressed. And you can be in a fearful mood. There are tiredness that are caused by financial stress. I was reading that you, even muscle pain, certain muscle pains are caused by financial stress. Loss of appetite, lower sex drive, withdrawing from others, affect, it affects your self-esteem and your energy levels can have anxiety attacks, depressed state of mind. Why? Because there is a stress. Tonight, I'm speaking a word of deliverance 
over your life in the name of Jesus. I commanding that stress, that financial burden that the enemy is trying to put on you and your generations to be destroyed by the richness of God's anointing oil in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. This man of God gave her a simple strategy to be free from that stress or debt. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. This man didn't suffer. He was all spiritual singing psalms and hymns and clapping hands and worshipping and prophesying and walking around. Only his children and wife suffered. There are men and women of God like that. Don't enjoy that. The reasons why people enter a financial tightness, so many reasons, but some of them which I wrote down here, is one, insufficient income generating ability. They just do not know how to produce income or have something income coming in, something coming in, finances coming in. Your MBA is useless. If it is not blessing you financially. As well take that certificate and use it to sell kadala. Groundnuts. God wants to provide for you. So you need God's wisdom. You need His insight to have income generated in your life. Lift your hand and say, Jesus, give me insight. Wisdom to have income generated in my life. Amen. In the second Kings chapter 4, verse 2, the Amplified Bible says something. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? What shall I do for you? Tell me. Tell me. What have you of sale value in your house? What do you have of sale value in your house? You have to have something of sale value to bring in income. If you're only buying stuff, you are losing money. You need to have something that you can sell. Sale value. Civil servants. They are, they are selling their services for the country.
and that is why they are having resources coming to them a plumber he's got something to sell he knows how to do that or the electrician sometimes you got an up see find out how can i sell some product i i i know a man a, a preacher he said you know he suddenly realized that he was his large family everybody was having eggs every day and he was always buying eggs so finally he decided to have some chickens so the need of his family is taken care of and he's able to sell eggs it might look like a small thing but we are small people <laughs> insight if you got a product say imagine i'm just i'm giving you a something to open up your understanding some of you are experts in this and so just ask for the grace to flow into your life but imagine you want to sell something say worth of 240 rupees if you sell to 40 people 20 days 12 months in 10 years you have 24 million Fifty rupees, forty people, twenty days, twelve months, ten years. So you can look at the max. If you are eighty rupees or two fifty rupees into eighty people, into twenty days, whatever, to twelve years, into five years, calculate. Okay, so how can I generate something? on a regular basis begging will never make you rich a skill a specialized skill i heard a man who was making plenty of money by just tuning instruments Yesterday somebody was telling me that a gym trainer he charges 4000 rupees because he is sponsored by Nike as a trainer 4000 rupees for one hour training one hour training 4000 rupees and he's got about 10 customers minimum a day by just training Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Is this helping somebody here tonight? Amen. Specialized knowledge. The ability to solve problems. You know we had an interesting ad that came up in the WhatsApp of the school beginning of just uh what do you say? Labels. your children's school books just to label it for 
Somebody is willing to do that for a fee. Great. I'm too lazy to put labels for my children. <laughs> Cleaning homes. Somebody's got a business of even saving up money for somebody else. And he's making money. <laughs> See, when you simplify things for others, where people don't need to use space and you're providing them with space or whatever, I'm just throwing in a few random things for somebody out there to prosper. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There are people who lose all that they have earned by being too sentimental. Sustainable wealth is found by people that doesn't move by emotions. Somebody comes and says, please, please, please. You're running a school and somebody says, please, please, no fees. Please, please, please. How do you run the school? How are you going to pay for the teachers? And he said, okay. Okay, you study without fees. Another 10 people come. How do, you, how do you manage the school? I'm not saying don't help people. I'm not saying don't have the love of God flowing out of you. But what I'm saying is, don't let anybody con you and take things out of your life by making you very sentimental. There are people who will prophesy money out of your pocket. <laughs> Learn to draw lines. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. So there are people who are tied because or financially stressed because they don't know how to generate finances or income. The second one, lack of proper management or stewardship. You give some people one lakh, two lakh, it's almost like they can look into the note. Just imagine this is a note. Does anybody have a note in your pocket? Anybody with money here? <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Imagine this is a 500 rupee note. It is, almost looks like they, they have, they've seen an invisible code there, invisibly written there. Spent me, spent me, spent me. The, more, the, more, the moment you get money, whether it be two lakhs, twenty thousand, or five lakh, or whatever, it's all spent. You don't know how to manage or steward it. It doesn't matter how much money you have, and you want to 
grow in the blessing of God. You have to allow the grace of God to give you stewardship skills. You know, there is a Parkinson's law of money. This law says that no matter how much money people earn, they tend to spend the entire amount and little bit more besides. Parkinson's law of money. This law says that no matter how much money people earn, sometimes people say, okay, pastor, I want a bigger salary. What are you going to do? Is there going to be any savings with that? Or are you going to buy that new thing that you found in that store? Stewardship, management, people enter into debt. Once I spoke to a man, he went into debt just because of financial mismanagement. I told it to him and he got offended. So I just left it. Now proud people always are unable to take in correction and they always tend to be poor. Obviously, he has more learned than me, but why I told him what the Spirit of God told me. You're managing something wrong. All that you had to do is, a man of God said it, let me at least go take it to the Lord in prayer and see if the Lord is saying something. Ten percent definitely goes to God. Tithe. Apart from that, learn to give unto God more according to your level of grace or faith. Then learn to save, invest, no matter how small it is. Number three, financial blessing from the Lord will always be for people who are faithful in that which pertains to another one. Before God gives you your own blessing or resources, God will see how you handle somebody else. Imagine you are driving somebody else's car. And you, you know, on the back seat of that car is one month back before McDonald's chicken, I mean, burgers, french fries still on the back seat. The, the, you don't even clean it. You don't even keep it because it's not your car. You haven't washed that car for six months. There is 
decoration is done by the crows over the car and you're sitting in the car driving speaking in tongues bless me lord prosper me lord see one of the principles is god will never do it unless he sees you faithful in that which belongs to somebody else in little things it might look silly but it's not silly God will always test you to see how you will handle somebody else's resource. And that is the same thing with ministry too. How I help to fulfill somebody else's dream, vision, ministry is what will raise me up to have my own vision, my own dreams being fulfilled. That's what happened to Joseph. Joseph could have sat in that prison and said, I had a dream, nothing happened. 13 years. Now I'm not going to help somebody else with their dream or vision. Let me be just sitting here. Could have been, he could have been upset and nobody would have told him, okay. And we would say, yeah, he's entitled to it. I mean, he's entitled to be miserable. 13 years back, he had a vision and see nothing happened. But that was not his attitude. So let me still take care of somebody else's vision and give the interpretation for that and help them with their dream. Glory to God. There is an interesting talk by Kenneth Hagin on exercising faith for finances. Many a time, you know, just like imagine you want a healing. Imagine your right hand has got an injury and you want healing and you're trusting God to heal you and you go before a man of God or a woman of God or whoever somebody's praying for you and uh, you have to exercise your faith so you begin to move your right arm you receive that word of prayer of faith and you say Lord I thank you it's by your stripes I'm healed and you move and that healing takes place the same way with finances Imagine your right arm is injured and you don't exercise faith in your right arm. You move your left arm. <laughs> Once a man went to a dentist and he was laughing when he came out. Somebody asked him why. He said, you know, I had pain in this teeth, but I showed the dentist the other teeth. He plucked the other teeth. <laughs> don't be like that. <laughs> you got to exercise faith if it is in your finances you need to see the breakthrough you need to exercise your faith in that area of finances you got to learn to release money there are people who will God, hallelujah, help Rudala Smathiri, Leketurushmal, the Brat Rustamal, Reketo, Mantiri Likabraili Koroshiswal, the Bright Telaracious, Mantilari Maniam Shaswitinia, Why the Rajan of Prabalakatakam, Why Shusmanam did be Yoshiswal Prabadi, the Katakam, Jala, Ride of Prabeli Katakam, join a Katakas Malaprabesh, Nathania. They show in the name that I command the hold over their finances to be broken now in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are people who will never exercise faith in the positive but who will habitually 
borrow or be in debt. One credit card to another credit card. One credit card income, you, I mean, you pay with another credit card. Any opportunity you get to borrow, you do that. See, Deuteronomy 28, I used to do that. And I, I'm telling you from the mistakes I made in my life. Deuteronomy 28 says, you shall not borrow, but you shall lend to many nations. Amen. I said, Lord, that's what your word says. Amen. Am I going to borrow? Many a time financial bondage and lifestyle dysfunction go together. Somebody said most financial problems are behavioral problems. I read an interesting thing that we said 80% of your finances has got to do with your behavior. Your attitude. There are people who will smoke, drink, who will spend money on wrong things and expect to see resources flowing into their lives. That doesn't happen. There are people who will partner with wrong people and what I mean by wrong people is you know sometimes somebody says you know there are people who have come to me for prayer and says hey that man is a great I mean very rich man and he's told me that he'll make me his partner so can we do something partnership I said what is his biblical principles what principles does he follow Because if it's God is going to bless your company and your partnership, you better have the same biblical principles. Because no matter how good that other person is, and how nice, when push comes to shove, things will be revealed. And always in businesses that happens. Glory to God. Lift your hand and say, Father, I need financial discipline. I need financial wisdom. Father, I ask you for financial grace. I thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lift your hands. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen lot of things to cover but we don't have time for all of that a few of them you know finances are connected to your imagination lack of imagination mind being blocked there are many people who cannot see beyond what they are going through at that particular point financial deliverance begins here It begins here, not outside. There are people who can't see beyond. 
they have a cubicle mindset cubicles are just really boxes that we put ourselves in over time regardless of where you work it can become your cubicle it can limit your thinking after a while cubicle mindset doesn't require you to sit in a cubicle but it gets you to think inside a cube too complacent too lazy too comfortable can't think out of there this is how my family is being this is how it is and you think that god is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever think or ask or imagine through his exceeding great power glory to god amen hallelujah let your mindsets be freed by the power of the holy spirit of god god told abraham lift up your eyes and look look eastward look westward look northward southward if you can see it you can have it look lift up your eyes and look there are people who enter into debt because they're spending money on things that take a long time to monetize long time to get a return you've invested takes a long time you got one degree and you get two degrees five degrees with one degree you didn't get money you made you don't make money two degrees you get money <laughs> and you're still going for five degrees I've seen people with tremendous education. I'm not I mean you need to have education. But what, I, what I'm saying is it is God's grace. You know there's an interesting scripture don't uh, Proverbs 22. I hope it is helping somebody. Proverbs 22 verses 6 and 7 train your child train up a child train up a child in the way he should go train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old and when he is old he will not depart from it yeah train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it we know that's word don't we yeah now look at the seventh verse the next verse the rich ruleth over the poor the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender and the borrower is servant to the lender so what are you training your children never borrow don't make it a desire to be poor the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is always a servant to the lender so you train up a child not to be poor not to borrow because you will become a slave that's what you train 
open your mouth and say, I will never train my child or teach my child to be poor or to borrow. But I will teach them that God will prosper them. They will be rich and they will be lenders. They won't borrow in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I close with this. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18. We know that scripture. But look at that. It is God who anoints you too. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to it get is wealth. He that giveth thee power to get wealth. Yes. That he may establish. See, the, the, the world says you will get power when you get wealth. The world says you have wealth, you have power. God says you have power, you will get wealth. Other way around. World wants wealth to be powerful. God gives to his children power. Amen. Deuteronomy 8.18. Read it one more time. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power. It is he that giveth thee power. To get wealth. To get wealth. To get wealth. You got to go get it. Open your mouth and say by faith I'm going to go get it. There is God anoints me to go get it. Don't pray for it. Don't keep asking. Go get it. It is there somewhere out there for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go get it. Why does God give you power to get wealth? That he might establish his covenant. Isn't it right? To establish his covenant. I, I close with this. God gave huge promises to Abraham. Dreams. Children as numerous as the stars. More than the sands of the earth. Vision. And God says, now I'm going to give you power. You got the vision. I gave you that dream. I gave you that vision. Now you need the power to go get that promise fulfilled. And you need money for it. You didn't understand that, did you? Glory to God. I'm going to give you the anointing, the grace, the ability to go get what I promised you. Blessed be the name of Jesus. There are somebody who is watching me. You have visions for your company. You have visions for your family. Dreams for your family which God has given to you. Tonight, lift your hand and say the anointing to go and establish that covenant that God has given in His Word to fulfill I receive by faith in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of God move upon you. Let the grace of God abound upon you. Let the blessing of God come upon you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Wisdom.